Good morning. It's uh, Wednesday, August 10th, and we're going to day three of our study on Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 23 to 29. So the lying prophets uh, that the Lord condemns um, in our text actually got themselves believing that they had the authority to put words in God's mouth. But what kind of things are we talking about? It's it's pretty easy to understand from the Lord's words here and, and the numerous other places in the scripture how he feels about lying prophets and the lies that they tell. But let's look at what some of the specifics are. At, at the time these words were first written, these false prophets were directly contradicting the word of the Lord. Both that given in, in the already written scriptures from Moses on down and that of the spoken of the contemporary preacher of Jeremiah. They were, they were saying the things that people wanted to hear, that God was pleased with them and their good works, that there was no need to change their lives or their behaviors or beliefs, and that there was no coming punishment that they had to fear. And they were claiming God himself as their source, pitting their dreams and their vision against Jeremiah's revelations and the written words of Scripture. In a relative word world, that is, their words were at least as authoritative as Jeremiah's. And as long as they repeated their lies longer and louder, the truth would not be believed. And I think we see the same thing today, don't we? In fact, even some of the very same lies in ways both subtle and even outrageous. Mix the black and white and you get conveniently indistinct shades of gray. The world and our sinful nature would gladly accept all sorts of lies if they're skillfully or attractively told are simply told long enough and loud enough. The evidence of history, of science, or human psychology can be ignored and the word of God easily set aside. For you and me, the most attractive and, and the most dangerous lies are generally more subtle. Things that draw less attention when we accept them because they seem so right and reasonable or because they fit in so easily with the society that we live in. Still, no matter what it is, or how attractive a lie is to us, what it comes down to is accepting the false ideas that certain truth of God's word are negotiable, or can even be ignored when we think we have good enough reasons. Take the Christian who decides to sleep with someone he or she is not married to. It is, or is it because he or she never heard the sixth commandment? Condemns such things? Not likely. Or consider believers who knowingly leave a church where the truth of God's word is purely and unashamedly taught for a church that mixes truth with errors. They have their reasons, of course, but then result still that they have willingly 
submitted themselves to lies told in God's name and told themselves that the Lord won't mind. But he does mind. He says, let the one who has my word speak it faithfully. No one, no matter his or her reason, has the business calling gray what the Lord has laid forth in black and white. Ponder that. Let's pray. Lord, help me, help us to never, never fall into the trap of turning black and white into gray. Amen. The world's not much different today than it was in Jeremiah's day. A lie is still a lie. And God's word is still God's word. Let's faithfully share it. And remember that you and I are sinners too. And God's love for us and for others, those who lie or share the lies and try to tell us that it's God's will. God still loves them too. And he wants so much for them to know the truth so that they too, because of Jesus, go to heaven. And God calls you to be the one to explain it with love. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Share the truth. Point out the lies that people say by twisting God's word. God bless you to you. We'll see you all tomorrow as we continue.